Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, we are talking all about the first steps for the newly engaged. Whether you've been planning your Disney wedding in your head for years or you just discovered that Disney does weddings, we've got the steps and tips that are going to set you on the path to your dream Disney's fairy tale wedding. My guest today is Alexis Aldemuy, who was married at the Wedding Pavilion and had a reception at American Adventure Rotunda in Epcot. And she is going to share her tips and advice for anyone who is considering getting married at Walt Disney World. Welcome, Alexis. Thank you. Thanks so much for being on the show today. So before we get started, Alexis, can you tell us how you got engaged? Yes. So I had just graduated college and we took a graduation trip, me and my then girlfriend to California, Los Angeles. And I am obsessed with Julie Andrews. She is my idol. She is my favorite person in the world, the original Mary Poppins. So we were at the Chinese theater and I was putting my handprints in hers and they fit perfectly, by the way, we have the same hands. (laughs) And I turn around and my my now wife had the ring out and was proposing to me and it was just so perfect. That's awesome. So if you have also recently experienced your own magical engagement, get ready because we are now going to cover how you can get started planning your Disney's fairy tale wedding. I always love to kick off the year with this episode, a new updated version of this episode, because so many people get engaged around the holidays or on New Year's Eve. And then as soon as the year ticks over, they start looking into how to have a Disney wedding. And some of them didn't even know it was possible or didn't dream it was affordable. So I'm so glad you could be here today to help me share tips about how, yes, you too can have (laughs) a Disney wedding. (laughs) Yes. So the first thing that you're going to want to do if you are considering having a Disney wedding is decide on which collection you want to use. At Walt Disney World, there are three different collections. Two of them are packages and one is an a la carte option. So the smallest package is called the Memories Collection and that's for the couple and up to four guests and it starts at $3,500 including service charge and tax. And as you're going to hear as the goes along, service charge and tax can really add up. So it is great that these package weddings include those fees. 
The next largest collection is the Escape Collection, and that is for groups of up to 20 people, so that's the couple and up to 18 guests, and that has a fee ranging from $7,000 to $8,000 depending on which ceremony location you choose, and that also includes service charge and tax. I have individual episodes dealing with just the Memories Collection, just the Escape Collection that tells you everything you need to know about each of these packages, so you can listen to those to find out all the details about what you can swap, what you can upgrade, what's not flexible, and figure out if that might be something that you're interested in. Now, if you have more than 18 guests, you're automatically going to be looking at the Wishes Collection, and that is not a package, which means that what it costs depends on different factors that you choose. So the time of day, the day of the week, how many guests you have, and how much stuff you add to it. But those start at $12,000, and that price would be if you had only 20 people, you had a midweek wedding, and you did brunch with your ceremony at a resort, not inside a theme park, because all of those things can raise or lower your price. The Wishes Collection, again, not a package, so every individual element that you add may have service charges and it will definitely have tax. And also there is tax on the service charges. So in a minute, I'm going to talk about my book. And in my book, I have a way to automatically calculate what those are because it can be very confusing trying to figure out, you know, it says it costs this much, but how much does it really cost when you include service charge and tax? Now I have a full Wishes Overview episode also. So if you are interested in the Wishes collection, there's a link in the post for this show that will take you to the Wishes episode, and that goes into all the details about pricing, what the various minimum expenditures are, what the requirements are in order to have a Wishes collection. So that might be a good thing to listen to if you're leaning toward Wishes at this point. The other thing to remember is that you're also going to have to pay for a lot of expenses that are not things you're paying Disney for. So Disney's going to say, you know, give us $3,500 for the Memories Collection package, but then you're also probably going to want to get formal wear. You're going to need to pay for your travel, your rings, the officiant, maybe a honeymoon. So those expenses will be on top of what you pay to Disney, and that can affect your budget. So one suggestion I have is to make a sample budget in Excel or use one of the sample budgets in the back of Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, which will let you put in the numbers for what you think you want or the venues you want or the what you think you might want to spend on flowers, all those things, and it will show you exactly what the service charge and tax will cost if we're talking about wishes. Again, if you're doing escape or memories, you're not gonna pay service charge and tax on the package elements, just on the things you add. But this budget will add it all up for you and it will show you how much money you're gonna have to pay to Disney and then how many of the things you put in the budget don't go to Disney, but what they're gonna cost. And then it also breaks out what your Disney service charge and tax will be. So this is a great way if you're maybe on the fence between wishes and escape, you can put in everything that you want and it will show you, you know, okay, I thought maybe wishes would be comparable to escape, but now that I see how much service charge and tax is added on top of wishes, it actually is a lot less expensive to go with the escape collection. Yes, I can tell you how helpful your budget sheets were because I had no idea how much service charges were and, and then the tax on top of the service charges. So when they tell you the minimum for food is 190 ahead and you're actually hitting that, you have to include the service charge and the tax. So it's not just the flat 190. 
Yeah, that's a great point. And there are ways, because sometimes when you talk to Disney and you say, you know, I want to spend the minimum, they're like, well, good luck trying to stick to that. But there are (laughs) ways to do that. So if you tell your planner, you know, I need to hit this $190 food and beverage minimum. Since it's food and beverages, I need my bar to cost this much. and I need my menu to be this much or less. They can help you work with the chefs to alter your menu and they can change the bar package to, you know, remove things to make it cheap enough that you fall within that budget. But again, that's, yeah, it's great too if you can sort of just start penciling things in. And you can also get all these prices, the things directly from Disney. I have all those prices in the Fairy Tale Weddings Guide. So you can just look through there, find the elements you want, plug the prices into the interactive budget worksheet, and it will spit out a price for you. <laughs> Once you've decided which collection you think you want to use, the next step is to pick a date. You don't have to pick your exact date just yet, but even picking the month that you want to get married will help. And it will help you focus your planning because you might start to see, well, we thought we wanted to go during December, but now we're seeing that prices for everything are higher, crowds are higher, and Disney actually raises some of their prices for weddings during December. So this is your chance to figure out maybe December isn't the month for us and we want to pick, you know, May or something like that. So if you have a meaningful date, though, or you want to do a holiday like Halloween or your dating anniversary, these are the things to consider when you are trying to pick a date. So what season of the year do you want to pick? As I mentioned, there may be higher crowds and higher minimum expenditures. If you go at the holidays, you might consider what are the best times of year to visit Walt Disney World. We had our Disney wedding in February because we knew that it would be absolutely dead. The resort prices were a lot lower, flights were a lot cheaper, and it worked out really well for us. There are high seasons and low seasons for airfares and hotels, so that might be something you want to consider. However, if you're a teacher or you're otherwise locked into the school year schedule, you may not have as much flexibility, so now's a good time to figure out what date is going to work best with your schedule. So the next thing to consider is what day of the week, while you're trying to figure out your date, what day of the week you want to pick because there are different restrictions and different prices depending on the package you pick for different days of the week. So if you are doing the memories collection or the escape collection, those are only offered Monday through Friday. So that's something to consider when you're trying to set your date. If you're doing the wishes collection, the minimum expenditures are lowest on Tuesday and Wednesday. So that might also have bearing on what date you pick for your wedding. And then something else to consider if you're looking at the whole picture is that airfares are cheaper domestically anyway, maybe not international airfares, but domestic airfares in the U.S. are cheapest on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Saturday. So for example, our wedding was on a Monday, which meant that our guests could fly in on a cheap Saturday and fly out on a cheap Tuesday. So that save them a bit of money. But again, that, you know, might not work for your crowd if they need to do Friday to Sunday because of work and school schedules. So those are some things that you're going to want to consider. And then last, you're going to need to think about what time of day you want to be married. So if you're doing wishes, the minimum expenditures are going to be lowest for brunch. And this is something that it's it's something you have to wrap your head around if you haven't been studying and following Disney weddings for a long time, because traditionally people get married in the evening and on weekends. And it's really only at Disney where you see people who are like, I'm getting married at 9 a.m. on Wednesday. And it might seem a little bit weird to you, or maybe you think it's cool, but the mother of the bride is freaking out about it because she's never heard of having a Wednesday 9 a.m. wedding. But the thing to remember is that when you're at Disney, 
you're on vacation and nothing that you're doing is along the same schedule that you have when you're at home. And for your guests too, they are probably off of their schedules as well and it's not going to be as weird once they're there in the Disney magic if you're asking them to go to a morning wedding and then that frees them up to spend maybe the rest of the day in the parks. The other thing about which time of day you choose is that it can dictate the feel of the reception and as I mentioned with the minimums the cost of the reception. Plus if you're doing something say a brunch wedding, you may be able to get away without serving very much alcohol or any alcohol at all, and that will have a bearing on your cost. So if you are looking to kind of go the budget route, especially with wishes, consider doing a brunch because first of all, your food and beverage minimum expenditures are lower. And second, you may not need to serve alcohol, which is going to save you a lot of money. Yes. So we put so much thought into our date. We wanted the cold weather so november was far enough from the holidays but close enough to the winter florida feel we were gonna get we wanted daylight pictures so we had to pick the weekend before daylight savings started we picked a friday originally because it does have lower minimums however we ended up going over the minimums so we thought it was going to be cheaper but it ended up just being the same cost and we needed to pick our time of day. Thankfully, American Adventure worked with us at 7.30 instead of 9. But we were originally going to go, we were always going to go with the 5 p.m. ceremony. So we would have had to move our reception if they hadn't worked with us. That's interesting. Yeah, and that's great that you've shared so many detailed ways to look at this and things to consider when you're picking your time. And again, when you're making that first call, you're first investigating, you aren't locked into what you decide. But if you do take all of these things into consideration like Alexis did, it's going to make things a lot easier and potentially cheaper down the road. Yeah, so um, we also considered Christmas decorations go up around the second week in the resorts. So we also wanted pictures without the Christmas decorations. So we, we took in a lot of things to consider. That's interesting that you mentioned decorations because a lot of times people do the reverse. They will say, well, I want a Christmas looking wedding and I want to have the decorations in my picture, but I don't want to go during December when it's busy and expensive. So they'll do like late November, or, you know, so they can have that. And then another one that you see people do sometimes is they will time their weddings with the Flower and Garden Festival in Epcot because mm -hmm. Epcot looks amazing during that time, and you get all of that in your pictures. Yeah, my wife's birthday is very close to Christmas, so the only reason, the only way we were going to be able to have a November wedding is if there were no Christmas decorations, because she's always tied her birthday to Christmas, so she didn't want our anniversary to also be tied to Christmas. <laughs> so after you decide which collection you want and which date and day of the week and week of the year that you want, the third step for getting started on planning your Disney wedding is to estimate the number of guests. I know this can be tough in the beginning, especially because at the very beginning, usually you want to call everybody and you want to invite everybody. And then you start to find out how much weddings cost and you don't want to invite anybody. So <laughs> somewhere <laughs> there's a happy medium where you're going to get a nice number of guests that includes all your loved ones, but you're not going to be spending the earth on your wedding. Now, the first thing to know is that some of the collections, as I mentioned, have a limit on the guest count. So if you're doing the memories collection, you can only bring four guests and they are hard line on that. Sometimes you see memories events. I've done a couple interviews with couples who maybe they were allowed to have one or two stragglers lingering on the sidewalk, but not at the ceremony. But that is it's really a gray area. So if you're worried that you're going to go over that, 
then you need to bump up to escape, which has a limit of 18 guests. In both cases, the children under age three do not count. So if you do have a baby or you have, you're going to have a baby at the time, they will not count unless they are three and older. So that helps a little bit. Also, your officiant does not count toward the guest count for memories, and they don't count toward the escape guest count unless they are not on Disney's list. So Disney has a list of preferred officiants for escape. And if you pick any of those very popular, very capable officiants, they are not going to count toward those 18 people that you can bring to an escape collection event. I can't say enough good things about Disney's preferred officiants. We used Rini Silverman and Disney was very helpful in giving us a list of LGBT friendly officiants. And we loved her. Our guests still call her our little fairy godmother. <laughs> um, so Disney is very capable in recommending their officiants. So definitely use one of their preferred officiants. Wishes has no guest limits. There's a minimum, suggested minimum, of 20 people because if you have fewer than 20 people, it's going to be really hard to meet all the minimum expenditures. But they have done Wishes events for smaller groups for people who were just willing to pay that money even though they didn't have enough guests to actually eat that much food. <laughs> And something to consider is the response rate for destination weddings. So Disney reports that there's actually a higher than average response rate for Disney destination weddings. Usually, you know, in general, like island weddings, any typical destination wedding, they will tell you that your response rate is going to be about 50% to 75%. Well, as Disney and Alexis can tell you, people love Disney. And when they find out you're getting married there, they will probably want to come to your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Also, Alexis lives locally, so that's something to consider. If you do live in the Orlando area and you want to get married at Walt Disney World, you are probably going to have a lot more guests than somebody who's flying in from Alaska. Yeah, and everyone was so excited we were having a Disney wedding, even though if I have family in Puerto Rico and New York who also flew in for it, they were so excited. And they made it a vacation, so that's what a lot of them did. They took the week and they just spent it at Disney. So I think a lot of guests do that for Disney weddings. Now, you don't need an exact number of guests immediately when you first call Disney, but a ballpark figure is going to help you narrow down which venues will accommodate your group and help you begin to estimate your costs. Yeah. And then when you do work with your sales consultant, um, after you've you know gotten your date and everything, a lot of people don't know this, but you can ask them, like you can give them a list of what you think you want, all of your minimums, um, all of your enhancements and stuff, and they'll break it down for you. And we got a pretty close estimate of what our wedding was going to cost before we even got to a planner. That's so great. Yeah. Okay, so step four is to call Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings. That phone number is 321 939 4610. And the timeline on which you can call them varies depending on which type of wedding or vow renewal that you want. So 11 months out is kind of a good rule of thumb if you're looking at one of the package weddings because memories and escape collection, you can't book those until 10 months out. So if you call them about 11 months out, they will start talking to you. They can kind of pencil you in for the date and the locations you want. Nothing's guaranteed, but you know, then they know that somebody's interested in that and then 
then exactly at 10 months out, they will draw up your contract and you can get the ball rolling. For wishes, you can call up to about 16 months out. They will not let you sign a contract until 12 months out. But if you call, you know, 16 months out, around there, they will start working with you. They can send you information. Like Alexis said, they can maybe help you estimate your budget. It's a good window in which to get started. If you are, you know, two years out, they might tell you, call us back when you're closer, just because they have so many inquiries. And I think a lot of looky-loos that they can't really start working with you until you're really in the serious window of planning. But there are plenty of other things you can do, such as purchasing Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide or joining one of the very helpful and popular Facebook brides and grooms groups devoted to Disney weddings. There are lots of things you can do to kind of keep yourself busy until you're able to call. And when you make that first call, I have a couple of tips for you. First of all, you're just going to want to give them the basic information of the date you want, the time you think you want, the venues you think you want, and a rough estimate of how many guests you want. Do not ask them any questions. The people who you talk to when you make that first call are not sales consultants and they are not planners. And sometimes in the past, they have been known to give out erroneous information that is very disappointing to potential brides and grooms and even discourages them from having Disney weddings. So you don't want to hit them with a lot of questions about, can I do this? Can I have this? Uh, is, Is this available? They don't know these answers. And you don't want to be told something that is potentially false that's going to break your heart. So just give them your information. You're going to wait a few days. And then when you hear back, you will hear back from an actual sales consultant. And this is somebody who has the information and they can then start working with you and answering all of your questions. Yes. So we actually went to the wedding showcase at about 18 months out and we were lucky enough to sit down with a sales consultant that day. And so we were actually able to be penciled in at 18 months and start actually getting questions asked because we had set that relationship up with her. So if you get a chance to go to one of the showcases, I highly suggest doing that. Yeah, that's a great tip. There is a bridal showcase coming up at Walt Disney World on March 2nd. And so if you are in the area or you are able to make a quick trip down to Disney, that can be a great way to see what's on offer, taste some of the stuff. It's really fun. They have little food tastings and cake tastings. Sometimes people come back and they say, nobody gave me any real prices. But it is a good way to see your options and to get started talking to somebody. And then you'll have a contact you can reach out to when you are ready to start planning. Yes. So step five, the unofficial step five of the first steps for the newly engaged is to investigate my book, Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide. This is the book that I wrote after I had my own Disney wedding and I kind of did the whole thing blind. Like I didn't have any information. Disney wouldn't tell me how much my wedding was going to cost until I signed a contract. So after the wedding, I thought I need to put all this down in a book so that other people can figure out before they sign a contract if they can afford a Disney wedding. So it is a 282 page guidebook that covers every aspect of planning a Disney wedding, whether that's memories, wishes, or escape. And then in the back is a 64 page bridal organizer where you can track all your details. So these are worksheets where you can enter the details of your wedding. You can use the budget worksheet to calculate exactly how much your wedding is going to cost, including tax and service charge. And you can just keep track of everything you need for planning your wedding. This book is great for vow renewals too. So if perhaps you're listening to this episode because you just got the green light to do a vow renewal, congratulations! Disney treats vow renewals the same as weddings. You just don't need a marriage license. So 
everything in the book will apply to you too. I also have a lot of money-saving tips, and there are episodes of the Disney Wedding Podcast where we talk about money-saving tips. I have a whole chapter on Disney alternatives, so if your group size or your budget prohibits you from using Disney for your vow renewal or your wedding, there are several other places on property at Walt Disney World where you can do weddings, and they are beautiful, and I have a lot of that information in my fairy tale weddings guide. There's also complete information on private dining and group dining, so if you're doing escape or memories, which are packages that don't include any kind of a meal, this will help you plan the restaurant that you go to, or maybe you ask your planner to help you do a private catered event that you add on to your Disney package. The book also explains every single step of the wishes event planning process because it is a little bit more complicated than escape and memories where you would just check off things on a worksheet and turn it in and show up on the day. And there are personalized interactive pages where you can put your plans for all the different types of weddings. I also have comprehensive current pricing information. So a lot of times it can be hard to get exact prices on things from Disney. I keep all of those prices in my book and I update my book several times a year to reflect price changes and also policy changes. So if suddenly they stop allowing outside photographers in the parks or <laughs> they do allow outside photographers in the parks, don't have a panic attack. This is just one example. <laughs> a couple years ago, I changed it in my book and then I was able to change it very quickly when they changed back. So that's something that when you buy the ebook version of my book, you can always get a free update with the latest information whenever I release it. And as I mentioned, there's a budget worksheet that's going to automatically calculate your tax and service charges. And there is a chapter on honeymoons and anniversaries. So if you want to go back, if you are so sad that planning your wedding is over and the only way to make yourself feel better is to plan an anniversary event, which is what I did, you can use the honeymoon and anniversary chapter to figure out all the different special experiences that you can add, how to add a private event, how to add a celebration cake, anything that you can think of to make your honeymoon or your anniversary at Walt Disney World that much more special. This book was so helpful. Um, it kept me from having to email my sales consultant a million times asking a million different questions about transportation and room blocks. It was very thorough. And I'm going to have to read the chapter on anniversaries because I need something else to plan soon. <laughs> Vow <laughs> renewals and anniversary trips are fantastic for that. <laughs> yes. Well, Alexis, thank you so much for joining me today. I think you've offered a lot of really great tips for people who are just starting the planning process or they're investigating getting married or having a vow renewal at Walt Disney World. So I appreciate your taking the time. Yeah, no problem. This was fun. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. Thank you.